and I'm going to get straight into it, no wasting time. Uh, have you guys heard of the problem with series? Oh yes. Pastor Chris was doing it for a few weeks in the morning services and I think it might have jumped into the night once or twice. And it was a series that really got us thinking, that made us start thinking about ideas, concepts that we say a lot, but maybe haven't taken the time to think of and think of how they should actually play out in a biblical way. And so if you haven't listened or seen it, make sure you go to YouTube, go to Spotify, it's all there. Um, But it got me thinking about a few things in my world differently. And now my my message isn't a problem with tonight, it's actually called Aim for the Feet, so uh, tuck that one away and save it for later. Um, But there is something that I've identified a problem with, Um, and it's our culture around breakthrough and what breakthrough actually is. You know, I think it's something, if we think about it, I mean, if there has been any year that breakthrough has been talked about, it is 2020. People are calling for breakthrough, but the way we speak about it, we use these huge statements, no matter what it is. We're like, if only this would happen. Once this happens, it's like this thing that prevents our life from moving forward almost. And we make a huge statement of it. And I wonder if you've ever done that before, you've noticed that. And the funny thing is that we also sometimes start praying like that, you know, God, if you could just do this one thing, God, if you could just help me here, this is all I need. And we start making promises we will never keep like, God, if you do this, I'm going to journal every day, every day in 2020, I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to go to church. And then usually by like the 5th of January, you're like, oh, I forgot to journal for the last four days. And it's one of those things. Maybe that's just me. That's Super awkward if it's just me, but I think there's more of us. Or maybe you wouldn't say that you're, you know God or you're not on a journey with him yet. And maybe it's just like the universe or something you've just been calling into existence. Like, could 2020 please hold this breakthrough for me? You know, maybe it's a job. Maybe you just need this job. Maybe you just need to finish that degree, get that house, find that partner, have that financial breakthrough, start that family. There are so many things that we call out for. And I want to start by just making a little disclaimer that I'm not against believing for breakthrough. You know, we should always hope and believe for the best to happen in life. We should always be believing that God is going to intervene in our circumstance, break through and do something incredible. You know, the Bible says that God has a plan and a purpose for us in Jeremiah 20 11, plans for a hope and a future. In Matthew 6.31, it says, don't worry about what to eat or drink. Your heavenly father knows you need them. And so if you're believing for something tonight, you know, we're believing right alongside you. Breakthrough is a good, good thing. And before the end of the night, we're going to pray into that. But what I do want to talk about with us all is that, you know, the problem that I've seen that I was talking about earlier, what I've witnessed is that we've stopped believing for breakthrough as people, and we've actually started to rely on it. You know, we've become dependent on it, or at least our happiness, our um, contentedness, our sense of satisfaction with life has become dependent on breakthrough, which is fine if breakthrough was the answer. It's fine, but there's something that I think you might have noticed, and once you see it, you won't be able to miss it, with breakthrough. 
Have you ever noticed that on the back of breakthrough, piggybacking on breakthrough, is just something else that needs breakthrough? Like, if there's a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, which we all know there is, which is, again, another big joke, because rainbows are circles, and if you didn't know, so you will never find it, but if there was a pot of gold... That was a... That was a uh, little segue I didn't intend. Anyways, if there's a pot of gold at the end of a rainbow, then at the end of breakthrough is just something else that needs breakthrough. And it's so true. You get that job and, oh gosh, now I just need that raise. You find that partner and heck, now you've got to learn how to live with that partner. You need breakthrough. You pray start that family and it's incredible. But if you have children, you're going to need breakthrough. And there's this never ending cycle if you're not careful. And it made me start to wonder, you know, are we doomed to just sort of roam around in this endless cycle of breakthrough? Is breakthrough even real in the sense that we imagine it or we talk about it like it's this one final thing that's going to change everything? Or have we become dependent on something that's never going to end? And, you know, it's an important question to ask and to answer Because if we do it well, we might just save ourselves from a life of chasing after something that doesn't exist. But on a positive note, according to the definition of breakthrough, it is on the way. The cycle is going to come to an end because it says that breakthrough in the Oxford Dictionary is an important discovery or an event that helps to improve a situation or provide an answer to a problem. So this is good news. It means that that thing that you're desperate for, that thing that you really want, you might get it one day. But the only time when you're not going to need another thing straight after that is when there are no more problems to solve and there are no more improvements to be made in your world. And I don't know about you, but that is a long time. And I think God calls us to more than just waiting on the next thing, waiting on the next thing, waiting on the next thing. And so we're going to look at a story in the Bible tonight of some men who I think really needed breakthrough. Like if breakthrough was going to be that one final thing, that one thing that changed it all for anybody, it was going to be these men. And Jesus comes across them on the road and they actually uh, have a disease called leprosy. And I want to explain a little bit about what that means only because I think we talk about it in church, not a lot. But we sort of gloss over it. We're like, oh, that sounds horrible. Uh." But I thought it was worth actually looking into because then we can really appreciate what sort of a place these men were coming from. Because in a room like this, there are people who need legitimate breakthrough. It's not just a uni exam. It's, It's a major health need. It's a child. It's something that's really powerful. And so I think it's good when we can see characters in the Bible that reflect a bit of where our hearts are. And so I did a bit of research, and this is a little bit grim, but spoiler alert, the story is called Jesus Heals the Ten Lepers, so it's going to go up from here. But leprosy, in my research, is a a slow-growing disease that causes swollen lumps, uh, scabs all over the body, and you go numb, so they scratch and don't realize they're actually damaging their body. It says that they get very scaly, their hair and body goes white, and they actually start to rot. So their fingers, toes, and feet would fall off. And it said that a leper would essentially drag themselves along the road 
It, they would sound like an animal. They were in that much pain. And the place that I went to to find this, it actually said the only hope and rest for a leper was to die. That was the only breakthrough for them. And so we need to keep this in mind when we're thinking of it. Because if breakthrough is going to change anyone's life forever, it's going to be a man with leprosy that gets healed. And so we're going to read through this story and we're going to explore this idea. And so in Luke 17, 11 to 19, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. It says he traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to that man, rise and go your faith has made you well. You know, I am a big fan of spoilers. And so the spoiler alert is that there is one breakthrough that will change your life forever. There is one thing that if you find it, if you receive it, you will never be the same. And that's Jesus. And that's what this one man found on the road. Because if healing was the breakthrough, 10 men would have come back. Only one of them realized the depth, the gravity of what Jesus was doing, the salvation that he had for him. And so in that, he was the one who had the cycle of breakthrough broken. And so we're going to look at this because if there's one real breakthrough in this world and we know it's Jesus, then for us who are believers, we need to know how to respond to that. We need to know how to live in that revelation. And for those of us who maybe aren't yet there, maybe we're just new to this journey or new to trying out church, then this is an opportunity to see what kind of effect breakthrough, the breakthrough that Jesus has, 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 has on our lives. And so we're going to look at how we respond. And funny story that I have to share just before we get into it. Uh, I said this message was aim, aim for the feet. Correct. Yes, that is the message. Aim for the feet. And uh, when we filmed this for online on Monday, uh, Slater, we just finished. And Slater was like, Sarah, I think we're going to need to just rewind a little bit. You're going to have to just do that last bit again because you prayed for something that I don't think you meant to pray for. And I was like, and he told me, and I was like, there's no way I said that. You're wrong. And we played it back and you see me and I'm praying and I'm going, Father God, just I pray that we would have gratitude, be thankful for everything you've done for us and that we would just throw our feet at you, Jesus. (laughs) And so... It's a bit of an irony when you are dyslexic and you're doing a message on breakthrough and the breakthrough you needed wasn't quite there and you nearly had a message go up online instructing people to throw their feet at Jesus. And so that was just a fun little thing, but we're aiming for the feet is what we're doing, hey? Great. So the first thing that I see here and the way that we should respond is that we need to turn around because Jesus is worth the trip back. You know, I think on first glances, it kind of just seems like these other nine men are really rude. You know, if someone heals you of a disease that's been crippling you, that's been left you left you to die, 
and someone did that for you, you think you would turn around to say thank you. But Jesus instructed them. He said, go to the priests, and on the way there is when they were healed. So they would have been, I don't know how long, I can't say, but they've already started the journey. And I think what we need to understand is that when they had leprosy, they weren't just dealing with all of those physical things. They were cast out. They were taken away from their families, removed from community, and essentially discarded and left to the side to die. That's why Jesus finds them on the road, not in a town, not in a village, just left in the middle of nowhere. And so if you had been praying for breakthrough, believing to see something and it happened, you would be running back to your community, back to your family to be accepted, to be welcomed. And the priest was the one who had the right to do that. They would say whether you were cleansed, they would say whether you could come back. And I think I can't judge these men because how many times have I had a breakthrough and then I've just ran after the next thing the world has for me before turning around to say thank you to Jesus or to realize what he's actually done. But the beautiful thing here is that one man realized that he could go back to the priest and be given back his old life, but he had the revelation that Jesus just gave him a new life, that he hadn't just been healed, he'd been restored, he'd been set free, he'd received forgiveness. There was something bigger in that breakthrough than just healing. And we need to remember that Jesus has done something incredible, and sometimes, sometimes, all the time, he is worth turning around and going back to to say thank you because of what he has done. And so the second thing that I see, it says that, and I love this image, he was running to God, praising him in a loud voice. And my second thought is don't hold it in, let the praise overflow. You know, I love the picture of someone running down the streets just so thankful for what's happened to them that they can't hold it in. It speaks to me of praise. It speaks to me of testimony. And I wonder, you know, how often do you come to church and sing because it's what we do? It's just habit. It's fun. It's a good time. It's community. But when was the last time you just praised God because you were genuinely completely grateful that he has changed your life? When was the last time that it was just an expression of thanks for you? And you know, I think about testimony. A lot of us, not everyone's super keen to share Jesus with people, which I can appreciate in certain circumstances. But I was thinking about it yesterday and I I got my hair done yesterday, very pleased with it. And I kid you not, I would have talked to at least 10 people about it already by today because of how great of a job they did, the value, oh, it was phenomenal. And I think we're like that when we find a doctor we like, a gym we like, a shopping center we like, a brand we like, we tell the world. But for the one who came and died for us, that we would be forgiven, that we would have eternal life, that we would have compassion, love, mercy we can hardly find the courage to tell people. And I think that we really need to be aware of that because it should overflow from within. If there's something worth talking about, share it because salvation cannot stop with you. 
it needs to push you to share it with others. It needs to be, I found this and you can find it too. We should want so badly for the people in our lives to experience that breakthrough. And so I encourage you with it. In this story, this man runs back to Jesus and is praising in a loud voice. It doesn't mean you need to be weird. Can I just say that? We do not need to stand in the middle of a shopping center with a bullhorn telling people that they need Jesus. What it is, is just genuine testimony. Sitting with someone saying, you, you know what? My life has been completely changed from meeting Jesus and this is how. It's as simple as just one-on-one. Even if you've had a great week, why have you had a great week? Do you know what? I was really believing for something and God was there. I was really struggling with something and God gave me peace. So simple and you could change someone's life. So let's be encouraged to do that. And the third thing is that we should, and this is where I messed up in the title and what I was praying for, but we should throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus with no agenda. You know, actually, I am going to take a drink. I wasn't going to, but I am. Brilliant. So we need to throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus, not throw our feet at Jesus. Common mistake, but we need to throw ourselves at the feet of Jesus with no agenda. It is so easy to praise God, to come to pray, to worship when we need something when we're desperate. That was me four years long in university. Every exam block, you bet I would journal every day. I would pray. I would worship because I needed breakthrough. It was so easy. But how often do you come to God just because of what he's already done? You know, the most impactful part of this story for me is that a man who saw the realness of God's power, of his ability to heal, ran back to God and didn't ask for one single thing. All he wanted to do was thank God, praise him. If God did something for me and I went back to him, I could think of a list of things that I would be asking for. I'm sure we all could. But the difference is when you have an encounter with Jesus, there is nothing else you need. Everything else is a cherry on top of the breakthrough that Jesus has for us is what changes our lives. And we see it right here. When he fell at the feet of Jesus, his cycle, his dependence on breakthrough was gone. And it's not the most common language falling at the feet of Jesus. You know, what does that mean today? And I think it's as simple as intentionally making a space to worship, to praise, and to pray with no wish list, with no requests, not because we need something, but just because we want to recognize and just be genuinely grateful for what God's done for us. Because if we can do that, Everything else is a bonus in life. Everything. You know, I have just one question for us all tonight. Just one. If Jesus never did another thing for you, if it was all done on the cross at the moment that you received God, if that was all he did for you, would you be here next week? If he was never going to change your situation, if it was all left up for you, but all he did was die for you so that you could be loved, accepted, forgiven, have eternal life, would you be here next week and would you be excited about it? 
Would you still share Jesus with people if you knew he wasn't going to do anything else but love and accept them? Because I think if that's the case, the good news is you can do that and come back next week and God is still going to break through in your circumstances because he loves us way too much to leave us in our place of hurt. He has a plan for us, for hopes, for future, for great things. And so I think it's so powerful to be able to live that life where we just genuinely know we have everything we need and God is still good enough to intervene in our circumstance, then we are going to live content. We are going to live happy. Our joy will not be dependent on circumstance. It'll be dependent on what Jesus has already done for us. And so I wonder if you'd like to stand tonight because I would love to pray for us all. Because I think, and I said earlier in the night, there are people here with genuine need, genuine things that they want to see breakthrough in in their lives. And I think God, He really notices that. He can see that on your heart. And we're just going to lift that up to Him. So I want to encourage everyone to close your eyes. And if there's something in your life that maybe you came here tonight and you've just been believing for breakthrough, you've almost, you've been relying on it, you've just been calling out, needing this thing, I want to encourage you to raise your hands. I just want to know who I'm praying for, if that's you. And you can honestly say that you're just believing for breakthrough. And that's perfectly good. Beautiful. And then the second group of people I'd love to pray for tonight is, if you want to raise your hands, is those who maybe tonight you've realized for the first time that Jesus is your breakthrough, that He has come and done it. And you just want to express that gratitude right now by recognizing it and raising your hands and committing that, you know what, from this day forward, I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to take the time to turn back to Jesus, to fall at His feet in an expression of thanks to Him. Then I encourage you to raise your hand just right now as a moment to express that. And we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank You that You are a God of breakthrough, Father that you're a God of miracles and that you intervene in our circumstance and you have a hope and a future that is so incredible for us, God. And I pray that in the, in the waiting, in the times between breakthrough, God, that you would fill us with a sense of peace, that you have everything we need, that you are always going to watch out for us, God. It says how much you love the birds and give them a place to live, God, and how much more you love us on that. And I pray we would be reminded of that. And Father, for those of us tonight who are maybe realizing for the first time that you're our breakthrough, that you are the one thing that changes our life, God, I pray we would be reminded and we would just have this moment right now to express our gratitude for everything that you have done for us. In Jesus' name.